Good evening, Patriots, and it's Thursday, June 23rd, the year 2022, and on the East Coast, you're now into Friday, so blessed Friday for you. John 14, 27, peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not as the word gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. We're going, to get over, we're going to go over a pretty sweeping view of the world tonight. And I put that out front just to kind of set the place that I want everybody to have their heart. Because we're going to talk about some things and share some things tonight that are a little unsettling. But I think it's important that we get a pretty good grip on and grasp on the bigger picture of the events that are moving along. Before we begin tonight, your immune system needs to remain strong. And it's one of the biggest issues. And there's two ways to get there. And the critical points of getting there, I should say. One is good sleep, and that's why we have products like My Pillow, which is going to ensure literally that you get a good night's sleep to keep your health strong. And I don't say that lightly. This is very critical, and the times are going to get more stressful. And also to have the products available to you to keep your immune system boosted and strong. Things that you don't rely on pharmaceutical products, but instead on those natural things that will help keep you strong through these times. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune systems strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at ExpeditionCoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake, do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. And for MyPillow products, you can go to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards and use your promo code Bards for the products to help you get a good sleep after you have that cup of coffee. Just kidding. You don't want to do that at night. You won't sleep at all. (laughs) I've tried it. It doesn't work. But it's awesome in the morning. It's all you need for the whole day. I want to go over a couple of headlines here to start with. And this quote here, I think, is a good place to start. This is Mahatma Gandhi. You must be the change you wish to see in the world. I'm going to ask you to keep that in mind as we go through tonight's topics because we often forget that we are the change. We get wrapped around these narratives and what they're trying to tell us is going to happen. And we need to kind of remember, not kind of, we need to keep in in front of us that we are the change of this world now we've got lake mead if you haven't been tracking that this is massive the surface of lake mead north america's largest artificial reservoir now stands at 1044 feet above sea level 
and is dropping fast. If Lake Mead's water level falls another 149 feet, a dangerous level known as Deadpool could wreak havoc across southwestern USA. Since the beginning of March, Lake Mead has dropped about 23 feet, and compared with the five-year trend, the reservoir's water levels are well below the average at the lowest point since the lake was filled nearly a century ago. This is critical because this is going to affect... That was that article, by the way, was from Zero Hedge. An amazing amount of of devastation this will bring about if they can't refill the lake. And they're saying it's getting to a point where it may not be able to be refilled. So in the midst of all of this crazy push to get everybody onto EVs, electric vehicles, Ford has halted production of a Mustang Mach-E due to concerns that the vehicle could become immobile. Following in the footsteps of Chevy's Bolt, Ford has now been forced to halt sales on its new Mustang Mach-E thanks to concerns about a potential safety defect. The automaker is telling dealers to temporarily stop selling the vehicle. The safety defect could cause the vehicles to become immobile. Ford sent a notice to dealers on Monday this week highlighting that this potential safety issue includes 2021 and 2022 Mach-E builds between May 2020 and May 2022 at the company's plant in Mexico. Of the 100,000 total Mach-E's produced during that time frame, about 49,000 vehicles will be recalled. So you're seeing that the whole concept of what they're trying to do is failing, but that doesn't mean they're not going to keep pushing forward because remember, the, the problem with these people is they're dead set on a singular agenda for many reasons of economic reasons and control reasons, and they don't care if this thing doesn't work right and people die along the way. If you're left stranded because you're some fool that thinks that EVs are going to be the future of the world, good luck. Now, I've made this comment a couple of times, and I'm just going to kind of highlight this. And it's to the point, I'm really going to encourage, and I say a couple of times over the last couple months, I really am encouraging people to stay fairly local to your homes in the coming months. This is a really dynamic situation right now, and this is not... I don't want to hear people write me and say, oh, you're afraid. I'm not afraid at all. But there is a dynamic situation going on here in our environments that we do not have control over. Between fuel and between food and between weather and between a lot of other cultural issues that are in play, it's choose your trips wisely. That's what I'm getting at because this is a vulnerable time. And to add to the level of stupidity, I really am still trying to dissect this article in my head. I don't want to do it too far because it's just disgusting. There is one of the most powerful yet unremarkable or unremarked upon drivers of our current wars over def- definitions of gender is a concerted push by members of one of the richest families in the United States to transition Americans from a dimorphic definition of sex to the broad acceptance and propagation of synthetic sex identities. They call it SSI. Over the past decade, the Pritzkers of Illinois, who helped put Barack Obama in the White House and including among their number, former U.S. Secretary of Commerce Penny Pritzker, current Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, and philanthropist Jennifer Pritzker, appear to have used a family philanthropic 
apparatus to drive an ideology and practice a disembodiment into our medical, legal, cultural, and educational institutions. I first, and this goes on a bit, the creation and normalization of SSI speaks more directly to what is happening in American culture and elsewhere under an umbrella of human rights with the introduction of synthetic sex, what they call this thing again, identities, the current incarnation of the LGBTQ plus network, a distance, a distinct, as distinct from the prior movement that fought for equal rights of gay and lesbian Americans, which ended in 2020. As there, it's, so it's uh, finding that LGBTQ is a protected class for discrimination purposes is working closely with the techno medical complex, big banks, international law firms, pharma giants, and corporate power to solidify the idea that humans are not a sexually dimorphic species, which contradicts reality and the fundamental premises not only of traditional religious but of the gay and lesbian civil rights movements. And, a, and much of the feminist movement for which sexual dimorphism and resulting gender differences are foundational premises. Yeah, we are literally living in hell right now. On another level, logistics giant D.B. Schenecker announces layoffs in Texas. This is bizarre until you start to realize what's going on. Kraft has notified us that they will be closing in, in Fort Worth effective June 26th. The layoffs are permanent, so there's a reduction in the logistics supply teams. That's 130 employees from the Kraft Heinz Distribution Center in Fort Worth, Texas. So again, you're seeing the shrinking of distribution lines because of their plan to grow food in cities in these vertical agriculture facilities near you, and it will be a controlled food, and we're going to get into a lot more of that in a minute. Now, there's a a site, I'm going to mention it again here in a minute, and I'm going, to, I'm going to encourage you to check this out. This is called, it's www.oilseedcrops.org, www.oilseedcrops.org, and it's a site I just came across actually in the last half hour. I've been skimming through it quickly. I can't speak for all the content that's there, but it is an interesting site that seems to be based on the grand solar minimum. There's a lot of interesting discussions. We're going to hear a piece from that site here in just a few minutes. And I'd encourage you to check it out. It, it really deals a lot with food scarcity and the coming shift in climate and the great reset. It's very, I, from what I've heard so far, it's, it's got some very good content to it. So one of the things I think we have to kind of step back and realize is these events are not coincidental though it's, it's very hard to link them all together. Did you people genuinely forget what life was like before 2020? We're seeing things today that we've never seen in the history of this country, and you're acting like it's just a coincidence. 10,000 cows die in Oklahoma from heat. You think Oklahoma doesn't get hot during the summer? They had the Dust Bowl from the, almost the entire 1930s from Oklahoma to Canada. We have heat in Florida and Texas and Arizona and all these, but our cows aren't dying, and yet cows were the only thing that died. 18 food processing plants go up in smoke. You have no question about that. Food shortages, supply chain shortages, record inflation, record food costs. We're seeing water shortages in the West. We're seeing record crime. We're seeing record border crossings. 
We're hearing all of these things that we've never seen before. And then you get into the medical conditions. We have record all-cause deaths. We have record heart conditions in this country, especially in younger kids with myocarditis. You have a new condition in women under 40 that was blood clots. You now have sudden adult syndrome that's not related to the vaccine. They were quick to tell you that, which is a red flag. So you're looking at all this and saying it's just coincidence. Good job, Joe. Yeah, it's all coincidence, right? And, you know, even this whole thing of, and I'll be honest, in 2015 and 2016, I was a pretty big chemtrail skeptic, major. I just couldn't see it. Today, not a chance. This is as real as it gets. And the amount of stuff they're pumping in our atmosphere right now is stunning. We are literally under a, a war for the survival of the nation and survival of humanity, and they're not playing. And as we talked about, Seth and I talked about in the previous hour, and that great interview, if you didn't hear it, and I say that because Seth was just a great person to have on the show, not not bragging about me, but it was. I think it turned out to be a really good interview with him, and I really enjoyed it. But the issue is at, at hand is that nobody in the senior class is talking about these crises that are rolling in on us, and the country is woefully underprepared. And this is really going to hit people hard. We're getting all the warnings from farmers. We're getting all the warnings of things to come. And, and very much, you know, in, in the sense of biblical times, this is going to be biblical and people need to take it seriously. Unfortunately, many people are going to get caught flat-footed because they are not listening to anything other than the propaganda box. And they're paying attention to what political leaders are saying and no one is talking about the coming disaster. Now, I've said many times, if I end up being wrong on this, I'll own it. But I'm not finding any indication that I'm wrong. Not with food plants spontaneously combusting, cattle dropping dead, culling of chickens, and we have a full-on war being waged against the food supply as Vanguard, BlackRock, Bayer, and Monsanto are organizing together to rapidly be building these vertical agriculture systems and they're rolling them out quickly. And let's not forget that the new bug plant for crickets and grasshoppers was now completed up in Ontario. So they're getting ready to give you all sorts of healthy protein. This is the new world that they're creating. And what bothers me more than anything is I truly believe that the elites are somehow have positioned themselves to either be immune to it or they've just accepted that this is the right direction for everybody. And maybe it's a little bit of both. But we're not being told the whole truth about what is coming at us. And we're getting the truth by filtering it through the various places of small reporting. And it's pretty real. I'm going to play a piece here, first of all, by Dan Pena. And I think this puts, if you don't know Dan Pena, he's a billionaire. He is, he's savage. And I, I like Dan Pena. I, not everybody does. I like the fact that he's so blunt and so harshly brutal. And he's going to give you a little lesson on global warming. The greatest respect, ma'am. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. The best scenario vis-a-vis -vis global warming is about 10 feet raising water. The worst scenario is about 100 feet. If the water on the planet is rise up 10 feet, that means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. Most of Central America is gone. If that's the case, let's just take Florida, for example, which is one of the fastest growing beachfront condominiums on the planet. In the prospectus, when you invest, 
yes, there should be in the footnotes, if global warming is for real and water rises 10 feet, this investment you made is all. Not one single investment prospectus written this century has alluded to global warming. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest. The banks wouldn't finance. Not one mother condominium. So the people that have the money, the banks of this world, know it's not going to happen. Exactly. Follow the money and find the truth. And the whole global warming scam is simply to brainwash people to distract them, just like the electric vehicle thing, all this other nonsense. This is all distractions. And worse than distractions, they're trying to get people paralyzed. So dependent on the system that whatever the system brings to them, they have to accept because they have no choice. All of this is towards controlling and managing human population, social engineering human population, and getting them to comply to a rationale of obedience to these people who see themselves as God. That's the real dimension of spiritual warfare. And I think this is well said here. Listen to this, Pastor. Preacher popped off speaking the truth. Telling the truth to a culture built on lies is an act of spiritual warfare. I'm not sure who said it first, but it bears repeating. Men are not women. How dare you? Women are not men. Animals are not children. Live-in boyfriends or girlfriends are not spouses. The internet is not the local church. Words are not guns. Feelings are not facts. Creatures are not the creator. Jesus is the answer. The gospel still has power. The blood still works. The Bible is still true. And the church is still advancing by force and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Right there. That is just it. We are going to have to anchor harder and harder into our faith. And that means pushing deeper into the Lord for trust because what's coming. I truly believe that what's coming is bigger and greater than anything we have ever imagined. I want you to listen to this five minute piece. And this is pretty humbling and it's real. And from everything I've, when I say it's real, from all the studies I've done, this is pretty much the direction things are heading, barring a God-level intervention. But here we go. The, the digital rationing cards are going to be here by the end of the year. So if I'm anywhere remotely close, they're going to start to issue digital rationing cards. And as we come into the end of this year, the amount of panic on the, on the planet is going to just send people into such motion that you're not going to... You'll never see anything like it except maybe World War II in the, at the end of the 1930s when people really started to migrate around and get more, get more uh, out of the way of the danger. How do you think these, every, these digital rationing cards are going to work? What, uh, you know, how, how are they going to enforce that? Well, they're going to make the stores enforce it. And you're going to start to see troops and armed people inside your supermarkets now, have you noticed all the mom and pop supermarkets have been wiped away during COVID? I don't think that was an accident. Yeah. I think that was planned. Yeah. Because pretty much, and I'm not going to say 100%, but I'm going to say pretty much above 80% of what is left out there in the world after this COVID shutdown thing is corporate business. And corporate business will do what corporate is told to do. So if you only have Sam's Club and Walmart and uh, what's another one, Costco and something like this available, mm -hmm. Aldi. And that's it, Kroger. Kroger and that's it. Yeah. That's the only thing available in your town. Yeah. 
and they require digital rationing cards, then there's nowhere else for you to go. So they've eliminated all of the possible competition or all the possible other avenues for you to go out and find food, except for your local farmers. So if they do, do move to a digital rationing card, how long did it take them to move to have enforcers at the door? Put on a mask. You don't want to put on a mask, you're not allowed in. Or you get arrested, you're trespassing because you're, you're in here, but you don't have a mask on. Okay, that took about what? A fifth and an eighth of a second for everybody to be the tattletale. It's the most ridiculous thing how everybody turned on everybody, how quickly it happened. It made, made just how sickening that was to watch it unfold. Yeah. But how qu quickly could it be done because they've already pre-trained everybody once. So they don't have to really pre-train you twice. They're going to go jump through the hoop again. Okay, digital ration card. Yes, sir. How much? How many people can I turn into buying from farms? <laughs> Do I get an extra loaf of bread, an extra pound of butter if I turn in my neighbor because they bought from a farm? Mm. This is where they're going to go. Well, what so I have hope be... about is the consciousness evolution aspect that we were discussing earlier, that people are waking up. We're becoming uh, more enlightened and uh, more awakened, and we're evolving in certain ways. And I see a lot of people doing that, although there are a lot of people who are devolving or just stuck and not moving. Uh, that would give me hope that maybe we can buck up against some of this stuff. Yeah. How many people will do that with a starving family, though? This is the problem we're running into is food is the ultimate control weapon. I would agree if food was not used, because if they try to do 2.0 with this whole COVID wear your mask thing again, oh, it would be a no-go this time. Absolute no-go. But when you start with holding food and making obedience part of your food ration, you can change society in three or four days. And the people that have not prepared yet, I feel so sorry for them. They're not going to know what's coming and they're going to get hit blindsided and they're still going to believe that everything's going back to normal. And I don't know what I would say, not, not even remotely close to enough people have prepared for what's coming. I feel like even though I've done stuff for years and years and years that I'm still not really ready. So what about somebody who's just learning about this today? I mean, what percentage of the population do you think is prepared enough to get through food insecurity for a full year and not have to rely on oh, man. It's a tiny centralized amount. systems as much. Yeah, it's a tiny amount. I mean, I can look at tiny. even a small portion of the community that we're involved with has is prepared. So, you know, you take that and you make that even smaller. That's not many people, you know. So, And they're going to be the ones that will be the enforcers because they'll be fed and their children will be fed and their wife will be fed or their husband will be. I mean, you're watching your children starving to death. Mm -hmm. from no food or so emaciated that they're getting sick because they don't have enough vitamins and minerals in their body and their hunger pains. And that's all they do is dream and think about food seven days a week, 24 seven. That's going to move people to do strange things, you know, and then yeah. the, the way they rationalize the morality of either killing somebody or burglarizing or whatever they do to get that food. The morality rationale is, my kids die. You're standing in my way. And they've just done so many sociological studies over the last hundred years. And when you start reading about the barbarism of people, the way they change when they get hungry, hmm. a, a man by himself is going to be your least thing to worry about. Yeah, you might have some armed dudes come rocking up your driveway. But if you have a few neighbors together, you could take care of that. That's a direct thing one-on-one. -on -one. That's your least scary thing to think about. The scariest is a starving family that comes knocking up on your door mm -hmm. 
and they know you have food inside and their kids are starving and they can't move another muscle because they're so malnourished. They really can't move and they're screaming, mom, I'm hungry, dad, I'm hungry. Those parents are going to do anything they can to get between you and through your door to get food for their kids. Not a lot of people are thinking about the choices they're going to have to make. But people have not gotten ready and it's not my fault they haven't. The distractions are there. I mean, the way the media machine works and the way our schooling system works, mm. it creates robots. It does. Yeah. And they want to put There's a lot of malnourished uh, robots soon to, in, the, in, the ro- in the zombie movies, I think, are the, the state of our world with no food. I think he's right. This is a picture I wanted to share because it's not one that's easy. But it's been shown that it does happen. And right now, the trajectory we're on is real. The food is being controlled by the elites. Farmland's being bought up by Bill Gates. All these garbage about, you know, the plan. We're in the plan. It's just not the one we thought. And it's essential that every single person is out here trying to convince others to prepare because this is a very real time. Even if a family is able to stock up just on three months' worth of food, it's going to alleviate some of the immediate stress and shock. But I fully expect to see rationing cards. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And as I said last night on this show, I really feel we are arriving at a point where we're going to be stressed to the point of humanity where governments will fail. Food is the great equalizer. And when you take away food, Governments cannot provide. Governments do not stand. This is the sorts of things that topple things over. This is where we have to build community and we have to stay together. I've also said all along that if you're preparing, you're not just preparing for yourself. You're preparing to assist others. But we cannot also, each of us, be a welfare agency. This is why we have to encourage others to do the same. We're really entering into a point in time when personal accountability is going to be on top of the docket. And that's literally going to be the hardest part of this world that we're in. Right now, we've moved to this point of righteousness. And we're still, many are still struggling with the point of choice. And it's really a fundamental choice. It's going to confront us as we move forward and as we are now. Are we going to choose the sword of the spirit or are we going to choose the sword of steel? And many people are rocking on that decision point right now. And as we go forward, that choice is going to constantly be before us, especially as we are trying to preserve some of what we have while helping others. We're going to have to get very clear in our head of the red lines between the sword of steel and the sword of the spirit. This is part of walking the warrior's walk. It's not easy, but now everybody has been enlisted in this war, whether you like it or not. And the reality is on the ground, like every soldier, they have to make that quick decision to understand that choice between the sword of the spirit and the sword of steel. We're going to have to continue to push for self-reliance because the opposite of that is enslavement. And what we're trying to do in this walk, and we're going to continue in this walk in Exodus, is we're trying to break from our bondage. And that bondage is what they're working overtime to ensure does not get broken. They're not going to let things go easily. Just like Exodus, the Pharaoh did not let go easily. And when we go through those plagues, the 10 plagues, I think it's always something people gloss over too little, or I should say too much. They gloss over it too often and too much to kind of not realize that those plagues affected every single Israelite. 
When you have food shortages, when you have water, poisoned water, it's affecting everybody. And we're into this sort of period right now of an exodus where we're dealing with these sorts of levels of trial. And what's going to make a difference on everybody is where we always come back to our faith and our strength in faith and putting God first in everything. And it goes without saying that we're going to have to find our rebirth through Christ. If you have not done so, if you cannot identify what that is in your life, it's time. And I'm not playing with this. It's time. And if you know somebody who hasn't, it's time to encourage them to make that step. Because we're going to need that strength and that purity to restore who we are back to the throne. We have to also learn patience in this. These are things that we talk about. These are projections. These are human projections. We don't know God's timing. We also don't know God's plan. So this is why we have to remember what we're constantly told and what I opened with, which was John 14, 27. Peace I leave you. Peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled nor fearful. It is essential that we grab on to key scriptures to remind ourselves because what we're going through right now is literally a transformation in humanity. This awakening is greater and bigger than anything we can visualize. It deals with a deep, deep spiritual awakening of who we really are. We are the, the rising of the royalty class of God's children. And we have been slaves. This is just like Exodus. And we are now having to come to the realization of where we are in the station of life, who's been our masters and controllers. And in order, and with that realization, we want to break free, but they aren't going to let go easily. And so that persistence that we have and that faith that we have in fearlessness is essential because they, those in power, are going to do everything they can to try to put fear, anxiety, division, hatred, scarring that will hopefully in their dreams last generations. Why do you think they're going after the children? Because they know it's the one emotional piece they can get to everybody. And yet another one of their powerful distractions as the world comes tumbling down. Strength in our faith is absolutely fundamental in everything we do. And that means absolutely no fear. And I can't give you a formula to make that stuff that go away. That's life. I have had in times, I've had my fears. But I will tell you, after the trials of life that God's put me through, that not much sticks around anymore. We all have something that will get us anxious. And when you do, the first thing you need to do is breathe in deep and turn to God and say, all right, Lord, help me relieve this because it shouldn't be here. And that's where we have to trust in deeply. And that process, that ritual needs to be consistent, constantly moving through the day. You need to find those quiet center places in the morning, in the evening, hopefully both, where you can just sit quiet mind and just let God speak to you in whatever form. Nothing in your mind. That's not easy to do, but it helps it get rid of this anxieties that will be there. Because I don't, you know, people will say many times, I fear nothing. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I've been there. But there's something that will happen if you don't have the processes that will shake you. And I don't say that to say, hey, I'm trying to give you an omen. 
The real is we have to be real with ourselves to say that there's something out there that will shake us, but that the strength that we have in the Lord will bring us through. And then it'll dispel quickly. In the sense of one story that we've talked about earlier today, David, which is powerful, David ends up being that mechanism that relieves the fear of the entire army because he shows courage where others had none, and then they reclaim their courage. Ultimately, where we are headed is to shatter all the illusions and live a life of accountability. Very powerful place that we're walking into, and it transforms the entire world. But we're, we're caught in this yo-yo of insanity right now. And the world needs a remnant. God needs his remnant. A remnant that will hold strong and rock steady through this. And God doesn't expect us to be perfect. But he does expect us to seek his trust and his strength and that strength that Jesus gives to us to ensure that as we walk right now, we're not going to waver. And that also means we have to be responsible and accountable in this time to do everything we can to prepare. I will, get, I will guarantee someone will write me and say, you know, I live in an apartment, I can't. Here's my response to that. Or I live, I'm on a fixed income, I can't. Here's my response to both of these. Anything is possible through God. Remove the word can't out of your vocabulary. Seek the guidance of God so he will direct you to what you can do and even more. Because the minute that we throw up the can't, we're stopping God's capability to guide us. We are in some very real times right now. The world is literally being shaken. And if we think for a moment that this isn't, that God's not involved, then we're also being equally foolish. God's shaking the world. How else can he get our attention? How else can he separate us from them? But our trust in him will bring us through. But the key word here is not that you're going to come through the same. Everybody's going to be changed. One of those key words in all of this is to endure it. And the enduring part is critical to appreciate because that's the part that God will always leave us a place to go and endure it. And that comes from our absolute trust in him. And with that, it's a profound place. It's a profound understanding that we will get through this. And we will be challenged and we will be changed and we will grow and we will become greater through the whole process. But we have to get very focused in the moment. A lot of this stuff that we go over every day and that is in the news every day, it's basically just to give a snapshot of what the world is doing, but we can't forget the core of why we're here and what our purpose is. They want you distracted. They want you upset about January 6th. They want you freaked out about red flag laws. They want you distracted by burning of cities when Roe versus Wade gets flipped. They want you to have the meltdowns to feel that you can't control it. You're going to be stuck with food rationing cards and you're going to be having to face military people and you're going to have to face your neighbors that are going to turn you in. They want all that seated in you. And what 
what I've been saying recently is how do we get through that? We have to lead with the heart of a cheerful giver. We have to lead with that emissary place to get to know our neighbors and build our communities and build our tribes. And these are not easy times. Because on top of all this other stuff is going to be this other nice nastiness of, of the COVID shots. We're seeing it in, in my own neighborhood. People that normally are outside regularly doing all sorts of work are holed up inside. Completely wasted with what they're telling themselves is COVID. It's because they took the damn shot. Not just one, not just two, but the boosters. And it's the slow collapse of these people. And this is at a perfect time. This is why this is all coming together because these people are so consumed with their own sickness that they're not even able to lift their head up high enough to realize what's coming. So we can take that one of two ways. We can say, yeah, poor sucker, got the shot, too bad for him. Or we could make sure there's a few extra food pieces around, food stocks around to make sure that when things get tough, we can at least help them through. We can't support them, but help them through. There's a tremendous burden, I believe, on us. Again, I, I don't see this with doomsday eyes. I see this with eyes that, of someone who's looking at the challenge and saying we can overcome. But we overcome by being wise. And for the lack of political talk about this, you've heard my rants about that enough, and I do get upset about it because I feel it's a complete disservice to people. The lack of speaking about it is in itself a crime, in my opinion, especially if you know it's coming. But I can't implicate anybody in that because I don't know what they know. I just know that it's not being spoken of, and I know that it should be because it wouldn't take much to get people activated to get a few months of stocks in their home to ensure. But a lot of people are still walking around in a daze, and just like that piece said in there, a lot of people are walking around with the belief that we're going back to normal. We're not. The past is dead. And now we're moving forward with a choice. And the choice is pretty clear. There's the matrix and the path of obedience. And there's God's path to freedom in life. And that path to freedom in life is not an easy one. Christ's walk was anything but easy. His final walk was brutal. And really what I see there, more than anything, was he was demonstrating to us, I believe in part, how difficult that path to life is and yet how incredibly rewarding it is once you get there. In other words, don't ever bow, don't ever give in, don't ever give up. And you have to settle in your head now more than ever that that's the direction we're going. If this thing ends up being an easy cakewalk, then, hey, good. We got some extra food. We'll have a big barbecue and we'll, we'll slaughter a cow and maybe a couple pigs and we'll have some great times. But until that happens, hope is not a strategy. What is a strategy is being wise. Prepare. Take it seriously. Get others to take it seriously with you. 
I will say this because I've checked on our channels and in the Bars Nation channels. I've I watch chat, and I am I thank God every day for this amazing group of people that have come here and assembled. And all the work that you're doing and we're doing together to share and to help build each other up. I believe this is truly what God intended. Little did I know a simple podcast with a couple hundred people on YouTube would be where it is today. But that's God working through all of us, not just me. And that beautiful place right there is also a reminder that what we have within that we're continuing to build, the diligence, the sharing, the commitment to one another to build community and to prepare, we have to be prepared as well to share it outside of our groups and to lead our neighborhoods in times of crisis. Remember the quote from the Irish Prime Minister in 2018 or 19. I don't remember the exact date. It was when he left his visit with President Trump. Never will so much be asked of so few by so many. These people know the truth. They've known what's coming. Why they don't share it with us is beyond me. So, okay, we got it. They're not sharing. We're going to be stuck to figure it out. Got it. We will. We're stuck to help rebuild humanity, to bridge the difference between the elites and their stingy, crap that they do in this world trying to starve us out we have to overcome we will a choice between their processed garbage food their soiling green substances to feed humanity or living off of god's bounty we will find a way to live off god's bounty all of this we've on on now is continuing to prepare us for that simple life a simpler life one of sovereignty and true liberty And all of it is centered, and the critical difference is it's all centered on a different focal point. Those that will accept the handouts because they haven't prepared will be just like those that took the shots. They're depending on the state to solve their problems for them and the dependency that's there. It comes about with that and all the compromises that are necessary. That's one path. That's this bifurcation again. And the path that we're walking on, is the path of absolute trust. Leaning into God more than ever, trusting that what he's guiding us to do, where he's putting us, taking advantage of every single moment in the day. There's not enough time in the day to do the work we need to do, and yet we have to find it. God never said it would be easy. He just said that we'd be able to endure it, and we will. The biggest part of all of this is set the the place at the table. Invite God in. He's standing there at the front of the door, and he's waiting for an invitation. Don't hesitate. Because now more than ever, we need him at our table to join us and to dine with us each and every day. That's the relationship we need to have. It's the relationship God offers, like father, like son, like father, like daughter. And when we do that, we know one thing for sure. Like every parent, he will ensure that we are okay. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Don't turn that offer down. That's a good one. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight. 
with a, with a somber heart, very real, and looking at our world and the challenges that lie ahead, not fearful, but realizing that the clock is ticking. And outside of, a, of an intervention by yourself, which we do not in any way turn down, <laughs> it'd be pretty cool, in fact. But what we face here is very real, and we know that, and we know that what's coming in this storm is the shaking of shakings. What we also know, Lord, is that leaning into you and trusting in you, we have no fear. We're blessed, Lord, to have such a father as you. We're blessed to be walking such a path that allows us to see and witness a moment in time that's truly biblical. We're blessed with all the sacrifices made on our behalf. And Jesus, as you sit here with us tonight, we just ask that you'll continue to walk with each one of us to just give us that subtle reminder that you're there. We have the strength. We won't bow. We won't bend. But we are human. We will stumble. At time, we will sin. Forgive us for the transgressions we have made. Strengthen us from the sins that you've forgiven. Walk with us as we face the greatest evil of all time and save humanity as we go. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Truth isn't always pleasant. And truth isn't always wanting to, wanted to be heard. But truth is truth. What we've talked about tonight, there are perspectives based on facts that would line up to tell a narrative that looks to be true. We can pray for it to be otherwise, and that's fine. But as things line up, we'd be fools not to prepare, not to do our due diligence and our due effort to ensure that whatever's coming, as God would want us to be prepared, we are prepared. If you're one of those that lives in an apartment or is on a fixed income, the first thing you cannot allow yourself to do is to be consumed with fear and anxiety. God has you there for a reason. God has you there for a particular reason that you need to discover why. And it may not be for the reasons that you would want, but it's definitely for the reasons that he needs. None of us can have fear. As a community, as a whole, we've come together. We have to continue to seek each other out and support one another. But we're also scattered across the country and across the lands of the earth. This is a big reach here. This podcast is listened to in 120 countries. And that's a profound thing. Each one is an outpost. Each one of us is an outpost. And it's an outpost. We're there to provide that solace, that strength, whatever is needed to help ensure that God's kingdom continues and that more people return to him. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. We need a lot of prayers right now for the many patriots that are across this world. Those that are in various states of, in various positions on this walk, a prayer for that all of them find and seek that time to dine with the Lord. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. 
But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
the freeway, let it ease my mind. We run away sometimes when belonging becomes something to find. We always come back to what we know, keep it close on the cold days, darling. Counting all the ways where you are safe. Place to hide from the rain.